Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. In healthcare. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks picking it up, let's go. He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would have thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames And I heard him all right, welcome in. It's 10.07 on a Wednesday. It's a What the Hell Wednesday. Thanks for being with us. Westmore, Justin Acri. And if you call 661-1037, the first voice you will hear is that of uh, Ethan Riggs, who is our uh, producer for the day today. Christian has been suspended for the day because of his disparaging comments about Nick Smith Jr. in the Summer League play. And Nick had such a great game last night that I told Christian maybe he should take a day off because he looked stupid for saying anything bad about Nick Smith Jr. Maybe those comments got back to Nick Smith Jr. and it helped uh, motivate him. Well, it makes a lot of sense. When I read after the game, he said, suck it, wizard. (laughs) And so uh, that explains it. I didn't see that. Yeah. I thought I saw the... the, uh Post-game press conference. Yeah. I missed that. Well, he probably feels pretty dumb today. Anyway, Ethan is going to have to be a resident NBA fan today. And, frankly, he knows more about it, I think, than we do as well, just like Christian. So, I didn't get a chance to watch it last night. But I will tell you, there are, like, 52 games on tonight. So, if you are dying for basketball, you're in luck because there are a lot of games on this evening. And they're all televised on either NBA TV or ESPN, too. What else is on tonight? Um, Nothing. That's why. I mean, yeah. they took advantage of it. They're striking uh, while the iron is hot because, look, if you want to watch any kind of sports, besides Wimbledon early in the morning, you got basketball at night. Well, I've been watching Wimbledon all morning, and I'm enjoying that. And the only American on the men's side, Eubanks, is actually hanging in there. He's up 5-1 in the second set after losing the first set to Medvedev. And we'll see if he can pull off the second set, make it interesting. He's a huge underdog today. Early this morning, I was at the gym working out, and there was uh, two women playing. One was ranked like number four in the country. The other one was like twenty-five. An American looked like the American was yeah, it was beat uh, pretty bad. Madison Keys. She got yeah. She had a chance to make it interesting. She blew it. She was up forty love, and then if she was playing, I think Sebalenka, and she came yes. back and won the won that game, and then that was kind of the beginning of the end for her. So she won in straight sets, and Sabalenka's ranked second. And the number one player on the women's draw went out. And so Sabalenka, I believe, has the chance to become the number one player in the world if she wins Wimbledon. So anyway, wasn't a shock that she won that one. I think the only one, I think Pagula, is that her name? Is the only one that's left from the American side for the women. So anyway, but this Eubank story would be amazing. It would be a huge upset if he could pull it off. And, of course, it's really going to be, we all expect, Alcaraz and and Djokovic in the finals. So um, I'll tell you more about Nick in a second, but just in case you're interested tonight, you got Clippers and the Grizzlies, 2.30 on NBA TV, Minnesota, Atlanta, Golden State, Dallas, Toronto, Detroit, Oklahoma City, Indiana. See, I told you a lot of games. Ooh. New York and Orlando, Denver and Utah, and the nightcap is Lakers-Boston, a classic matchup, and that is on ESPN2. Also have the CONCACAF Gold Cup semis tonight. And that's probably what I'll be watching. Honestly, U.S. and Panama, 6.30 on FS1. Look at you go, Mr. Soccer Guy. Well, I mean, when it gets to world challenges, and I'll be watching the Women's World Cup, I uh, I get very intrigued. I love the World Cup. Little Rock Rangers are home tonight at War Memorial Stadium. It's their last regular season game. 
And they're doing really good. They're ranked for the first time uh, in franchise history. That's awesome. Uh, they, they have a chance. There's an opportunity there uh, to host a game in the playoffs or host the, the little tournament. So there's a lot of things riding on this game. The Rangers are having a very good year. Six six one one zero three seven. When the phone rings this early, it always makes me nervous because I always assume it's like Navy Mike or something. Anyway, I'll keep you updated on what's going on at Wimbledon. And, uh, yes, being over at the stadium time for that would be pretty fun, I would think. At War Memorial? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no they, doubt. They sell beer there. Yeah. Oh, and they had the food trucks out there, and they've got uh, they've got a good crowd that goes. It's You know, we've seen a lot of uh, different sports try to come and go, uh, you know, spring football, summer football, different deals, and they've used War Memorial Stadium, and you go in there, and it's like 20 people. I, I mean, it could be 100, but it feels like five, you know, because the stadium's so huge. Mm-hmm. At least with the Rangers, they have a crowd, and, and, and their fans are loud and rowdy. They get into it. It, it creates a fun atmosphere, and it's, and it's a family atmosphere. You see a lot of families there. Christopher Eubanks has claimed his second set in his matchup with Medvedev at Wimbledon. The guy's on a heck of a roll. I think nice. he's won 10 or 12 matches in a row. He just won a tournament in Mallorca. You ever been there? Me either. No. Yeah. Anyway, Where is it? I don't even know. Oh, somewhere over that way. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he is uh, off to a pretty good start here. So we'll keep you up on that. Nick Smith had his best game by far as a pro last night. Thirty-three points, and the shooting performance outstanding. Thirteen of twenty from the floor. Four of five from three. Four boards. Three assists. And one of his assists was a spectacular alley oop to Brandon Miller, who had twenty-six points, while Nick finished with thirty-three. So it was great to see him get on track, Wes, and. I know there was some concern about the slow start. And I said yesterday, we talked about this yesterday, I said maybe because he missed such a significant amount of time, maybe he's a little bit behind and it's going to take him a little bit longer to get into the flow of things. Well, obviously, he looked pretty good last night. And the cool thing about it was last night, I don't like this kind of basketball, the one-on-one crap. Mm-hmm. He was going one-on-two a couple of times, though, and he was shimmy-shaking, spinning, and he was getting by guys. He had a guy, one guy yeah. basically shook out of his shorts and got in for a bucket. And um but I thought he was really impressive from the highlights I saw, and then obviously the numbers were fantastic. Yeah, the Twitter highlights I saw, there were there were a couple of pick-and-rolls that he was able to use that screen, and uh, the defender was going underneath, and so he was just making them pay by hitting the three, and maybe that was the scouting report because his shooting percentage was so poor, they're like, mm-hmm. let him shoot it. You know, He's not going to make it. Well, last night he turned that around and started making some baskets, and then they all started to fall. Had a huge fourth quarter, uh, almost led Charlotte back. This is a bad Charlotte team. Uh, offensively, I've watched a couple of games, and they're, uh, it's ugly to watch. Uh, last night, and I did not see it from my own eyes, but a tweet I saw from one of the guys who covers Charlotte said this was the best their offense has looked. It mm-hmm. wasn't pass and one-on-one. They were actually running some things, yeah. and, uh, and you're like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> you run an offense, and it makes it a little easier, and the shooting percentages go up. Well, he um, also, Nick, I saw was he was hitting shots late in the fourth quarter when it was – the game was hanging in the balance, so it's good that they're leaning on him and trusting him. But I mean, I'm sure they're probably sitting some guys too at some point. I know they're just trying to get these guys some work, but I'm sure they want to win games too when they can. When you think about Nick, as much time as he left, he missed. Uh, there's being in shape, and then there's being in game shape. And I wonder if that's one of the things he's building right now, his his endurance, uh, his strength in his legs. You run up and down the court four or five times, all of a sudden those legs get a little wobbly if you're not used to it, and there, there goes your shot. And Maybe now he's starting to build up a little endurance, uh, getting a little confidence, obviously, but I think he's maybe he's uh, feeling a little better out there on the court. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver addressing reporters earlier this week at the Summer League in Vegas and talked about uh, some new things that may be up uh, and happening. He confirmed that the league will begin exploring the idea of expansion. That's one of the things that's being discussed. Two leading candidates, according to the information I've seen, Seattle, going back there, which is a no-brainer, I would think, and Vegas, which also is a no-brainer, mm-hmm. I would think. You know, if they go beyond that and they go to maybe four teams, uh, you know, Kansas City's one that definitely comes to mind for me. I know Nashville's been suggested as well as a, as a great potential stop for them. And I don't know where else makes sense, but uh, certainly love to see some more teams. And I think we all agree there's plenty of talent to fill out a few more rosters. Yeah, Nashville makes a lot of sense to me. You know, uh, what an instant rivalry they would have with Memphis. Yeah. Um, the in-state war right there. But uh, I think uh, Vegas and Seattle are the two you have to start with. I don't know of uh, anything else that really sticks out uh, as far as maybe. professional players. Vancouver, maybe? Going back to another team in Canada, maybe? 
I don't know. I mean, you could try to play into like a Canadian rivalry, perhaps. I mean, I don't know. I think everybody in Canada just roots for the Toronto teams. You know what I mean? But uh, there are just so many big markets up there. I think you have to go north. You give them another chance? Maybe. I mean, mean, you're giving Seattle another chance, but... It definitely wasn't great the first time around, though, in Vancouver. Like, I think we all think of Seattle fondly because they were actually really fun and good whenever they had, you know, Sean Kim, Gary Baton, all, all, all those guys. What about um, going to Mexico? Are they ready for that? I don't know. I'll let you think about that. Uh, also, the NBA Board of Governors approved two rule changes that will go into effect next season. A second coach's challenge at the first one successful. And in-game flopping penalties. Good. Is that good? Yes. Okay. I don't know what that looks like. Uh, it says, when a referee calls a flop, there will be a non-unsportsmanlike technical foul. Non-unsportsmanlike technical foul. Called on the offending player's team, and the opposing team will get a free throw. Referees also won't have to stop play to call a flop. They can wait until the next stop in live action if needed to make the call. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah, possession will not change, however, and flopping violations can't be directly reviewed by a coach challenge. So it sounds like kind of like a bench tech where it's... It's not on the player to where if you when you get too technical, you're kicked out of the game. Right. I like that. That's fine. Uh, maybe that will help stop some of that. We'll see. Well, that's the key. Will it stop it? Is that enough? Maybe they need to get it to where it is a technical on the player, and you get two flops a game, and you're out, or a tech, a regular tech for arguing, and a flop, you're out of the game. Uh, I owe Wes nine beers because we made a bet on Pat Fitzgerald. It feels very terrible to be wagering on a man's future, but there is going to be a hard-fought lawsuit here. And the thing that's funny is, Wes, everything we talked about yesterday, and we're not always on the same page on things, but we were, I think, yesterday for the most part, and mostly we were pointing the finger at the administration. Mm -hmm. You let an independent investigation happen. You let it go on for six months. You come back after the findings, and you don't report the findings, and then you say, from going through the report, here's what we came up with, and it's going to be a two-week suspension for Coach. Then an article comes out in the newspaper, in the student newspaper. Another one comes out in the student newspaper following that, and it's people saying, well, wait a minute, here's exactly what happened, and then you completely waffle and change direction, and then you decide you're going to fire the man. So it makes you look incredibly weak and i'm still not convinced that he knew enough about it to um to be fired but i think we all agree maybe the suspension was not significant enough and then they had to overreact so it made me think about you know weakness versus strength and there's some good commissioners i mean you look i think silver does a great job um i can't stand goodell i think he's awful and then i'm trying to think uh who's the baseball commissioner now manford oh yeah that's right rob manford total joke Total joke. Okay. I, I hate Manfred, especially after the, all the Houston Astros stuff. Whenever they cheated, and then they're still considered a 2017 champion. You've got to be kidding me. So here's what I, I was thinking about this week: as Dana White spoke, he's got a big upcoming match, and he was questioned by reporters about some of the back and forth between the two fighters, and there's been some racial undertones in that. Now they're both African American, and so. It's uh, He didn't seem too bent out of shape about it. But I thought, you know what, if Northwestern fires their AD, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe talk to Dana White or maybe one of his underlings who operate like he does to take over because you obviously need somebody who is not afraid of making tough decisions and certainly not worried about any kind of backlash where people who are maybe a little more sensitive might come at you. He is certainly not worried about it. This was his exchange with a reporter earlier this week. The tension between those two and kind of the racial undertones and all those things. How do you? What were the racial undertones? Drinkin says he's the real African fighter, and so you know Israel dropped some in words yeah. in there tonight. So what was the racial? Who did? Who dropped the, the racial? Is Israel it? was saying over and over, yeah. He's, he's black. Fifty in bombs. Okay, him. he's black. He... Who gives? I was gonna say. So you don't have any concern about the way the build up, the tension between those two? I could care less. Could this you? is the fight business. Israel Adesanya can say whatever he wants to say. Who gives a? Shit? Why are, are people about that? Some people. Oh, of course yeah. they are. Oh, okay. all right, got it. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> that's that's a guy who was unapologetic. Well, you remember he was accused of uh, some domestic issues. Com- domestic issues, and yeah. he uh, was asked to uh, what penalize himself. And he's like, what good would that do? That's just going to hurt the league. That's just going to hurt the fighters. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. He can get away with anything, just about. Uh, but very unapologetic. And so, 
Pat Fitzgerald spent a lot of money on attorneys, so if it doesn't work out, he's going to lose a lot of cash. Obviously, he's owed more than $40 million bucks from the school, and then he's also paying a high-level firm. I saw some number. It was like something insane. And again, I, I mean, I respect attorneys for the work they mm-hmm. do. But these guys are getting like, I literally, I think he's paying like $2,000 an hour. It's something crazy like that. But if you got $40 million at stake, you might yeah. as well go big or go home, right? Yeah, if you, you spend a million to get $40 million, That's a good investment. Yeah. Yeah. I would take that bet at Oakland. What's the old saying? It takes money to make money? Yeah. I guess in legal <laughs> proceedings, that's exactly the case. I wonder what kind of collection the uh, attorneys get, though. Don't they get a pretty good chunk of that? Don't they get like 30%? Well, it depends on the agreement beforehand. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, they could have an agreement where they, he doesn't pay, pay them anything, and they just get a percentage of the, the settlement. Mm-hmm. Or he could just agree to pay them up front a certain amount or per hour, and then he gets the money. Mm. Or a combination of both. Yeah, maybe so. Anyway, so that saga continues. I Honestly, I'm not going to rule out the fact that he gets his job back. The possibility. Oh, I... I think it's a very long shot. Double? Double or nothing? No. Okay. But... That's not going to. I don't feel... Okay, I'll tell you. I'm going to get you your beer, and then if you win, if if, if he gets rehired, um, then you're going to owe me 15. That's okay. I'll get my, <laughs> Who's more likely to get hired back, Bob Huggins or Pat Fitzgerald? It's a good question. It's a great Who's question. more likely? Uh, neither one of them are, but if you know you're going to put a gun to my head and I got to say one, I'll go say Huggins. Huggins. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would too. Mm-hmm. Just because he didn't do something, there's nothing he did that's related to his job performance as a coach. It's strictly off the court stuff. Dumb comment on the radio and a DUI, which are awful. And they're yeah. as a head of a program, you can't have it, but. The other thing is, too, I don't know that Huggins is quite as beloved as Fitzgerald is. I think he's very well liked, and I think he's very much appreciated by the West Virginia fans. But I don't think, because he's a native son and he played there, that Fitzgerald doesn't have a little bit of an edge there. The story I read that Huggins could run and win governor right now. Really? Yes, even with what what else has happened. Well, there's nothing going on in West Virginia, yeah. huh? There's not a lot no, of they, great leadership over in that state. The, the, the petition, that the online petition people are signing, it, it's amazing, the thousands and thousands. Josh Neighbors is all over this, too. He's you know He's been kind of critical of it. Kind of? Yeah, and he's taken some heat from the West Virginia fans. He knows a lot more about this than I do, but uh, I, by following him, I've seen some of the, the stories and the backlash. Josh actually is hanging out at uh, Big 12 Media Days this week. And uh, trying to run down some folks from Texas and Oklahoma. Sure. Get their thoughts on what's happening. Yeah. Well, he's going on his own. I mean, he took days off. But mm. I'd love to get some some comments. And I'm sure there'll be some stuff that comes out about that. And I'm sure there's some commentary about Bob Huggins, even though it's not football related. When uh, Texas and Oklahoma leaves, is he still going to try to do some Big 12 content? I assume so. Mm. Yeah. That's what his podcast is based on. May want to change it. There will still be a league. Kind of. Yeah. It's all right. Um, hey, listen, they're going to have a representative or two in the in the 12-team playoff. You know this. Brenton Stuttgart. Brent, what's up, buddy? What's up? What's up? Uh, what is up, West? And uh, uh, whatever your name is, yep. I forgot. Yep. I had a, Pete, it's fine. I had, a, I, had a com- I had a complete breakdown. Clearly. Dude, I, it happens to me all the time. Don't worry about it. No, worry about it. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, been, it's Jake, been a long quick. time. No talk. Um. I tell you what, I want to, I want to talk about two things. First, I want to t- touch on this uh, north northwestern situation. Uh, how have we not had a peep broken out of uh, Derek Gregg as athletic director? He's trying to keep his job too, I think. Well, uh, just I mean, he's got to be embarrassed, you know right? Because he's the one who came out and said it's going to be a two-week penalty, and then uh, the folks over his head come back and go, no, that's not going to fly. Uh, he's fired. So as an AD, it's like, you're not going to trust me to do my job? I was doing my job, and you stepped in. So to me, he's keeping uh, quiet because he knows he's, he's probably on thin ice. Yeah. He's, he's probably not going to survive it, as as the president's probably not going to survive it. Well, I don't because, know. The, the question becomes, what was the, after they got the report in, how did they, the process work? Was the president in a meeting with the AD mm-hmm. and they went through what was in the report and say, okay, here's how we're going to proceed? I'm assuming everybody signed off on the course of action because it's a, it's a relatively high-profile situation with your most important athletic program. You're talking about the first action for the two-week yeah. uh, suspension mm-hmm. or the second action? No, the first one. Okay. 
I mean, was that okay. strictly left to the AD to make the decision and the president wasn't involved and the president stepped in after the report came out in the school newspaper? I don't know. Hey, Justin uh, and Wes, my second question is, I've been following, listening to all these uh, other sports talk shows, and they're saying that our, uh, the Razorback win total is uh, seven and a half or below. I would have to take the above seven and a half if I were a betting man, <clears throat> and I'm not. Well, we talked about it earlier. In fact, uh, we had uh, our buddy Brian Edwards on from Vegas Insider last week when Jay- Justin was on vacation. And, uh, a lot of happens when I'm out. He, uh, he told us the total was six and a half at uh, one casino, and it's seven at another. Now, maybe it's moved up, but Brian was all over Arkansas in the over, hmm. and I am too. I, I, I will be very disappointed if this team goes six and six again next year in the regular season with a quarterback or running back back, uh, all the transfers that they've added on defense and even on offense. I think seven's a good number. I mean, I think they can get four home games or four non-conference games. And, and three and five in the SEC? Yeah. That's not too much to ask for. So I think seven Tell is me. a good total to, to go with. I agree. I, I think they can get eight or nine and blow it out of the water. You I do. do. Well, uh, yeah. Absolutely. I, be, I want your opinion. I believe, I believe we're a nine and three team. Based on I what? Well, Where are your nine wins? I think they win right. their first three, their last. I, I think they could win their last four or five. They can. Uh I'm 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 betting on a, a win in Arlington. That's going to be a pivotal game, but I don't mm-hmm. I wouldn't bet on that. But okay, they're going to be an a, underdog. A in, Should have won it last year. A win. They're going to be an a underdog. A win in Arlington, mm-hmm. and then uh, two 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 road victories. I'm bet I'm seeing Florida as a victory at, mm-hmm. on the road. Sure. Florida is and Brian Edwards. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Brian Edwards had a great point. Arkansas is coming off of a bye when they play Florida, and Florida's coming off one of their biggest games of the year. Uh, is that the Florida-Georgia game the week before? Georgia, yeah. yeah. And he thinks that's a great spot for Arkansas. Yeah. And he thinks Florida has the potential to be one of the worst teams in the East. Uh, he thinks, you know, of course, Vanderbilt, maybe Missouri, then Florida. He, he he's a, and, and he's a Florida guy. And he thinks they're bad. They're going to be bad. If you win your last five, your first three, it's at LSU, A and M, at Ole Miss, and at Alabama. So the question is, can you pull off a miracle in one of those, and do you not get upset in any of the others? I mean, none of these are um, gimmies. I mean, the Auburn game at home is going to be tough. Um, and you're on the road at Florida. Florida may not be good, but again, it's still a road game. And BYU is not a, a gimme, but it certainly is a game you would expect Arkansas to win, or at least they'll be favored. For and, I'm, yeah. and I'm seeing this beating Ole Miss on the road. So. Hmm. I, I feel confident in nine and three. Wouldn't shock me. All right. Well, there you go. I'm glad, right. glad you're optimistic. There's reason to be, Brent. I appreciate Thank that. You. Thank have you. Have a great day. All right, you too, buddy. Yeah, uh, it all starts with KJ. I mean, how many times are you going to have a guy that's coming back at quarterback who's one of the best in the SEC, if not the best quarterback in the SEC? True. Better take advantage of it. This no, year. I think you got a solid offensive line. you got the best running back in the league, arguably, and you've got – a lot of questions at receiver. That's the, mm-hmm. that's another piece. The point I made last year could have been easily an eight-win season if KJ would have been healthy, sure, or if he had a backup. I like Arkansas's backup this year in Jacoby Criswell. I feel very comfortable and confident in saying if KJ goes down, they're not going to have the same issues they had last year, and they they would be able to win some games with KJ sidelined. Hmm. Well, I didn't expect to be talking about Razorback football today, but it's interesting. I guess I was not optimistic, but yeah, when you look at the way the schedule stacks up, it's there are some opportunities in there. If they can survive that four-game gauntlet where they're going to be on the road for four straight weeks, that's unheard of. You, you rarely see three straight weeks on the road for college football teams. They're going four straight. Now, one of them's neutral side in Arlington, but gosh, think about it. Just And luckily these days, the travel's a little bit easier. You know, you're flying private, and but still, it's Well, they're all tough. pretty short trips, too. I mean, Baton Rouge, Arlington, Ole Miss, and Alabama, and none of them are too bad. Um, and how good is A&M going to be? That's a bigger question than me. They weren't very good last year. No, but Bobby Petrino, I think, will make a significant difference. Brian wasn't high on them at all. Hmm. At all. And he, good. In fact, he likes... Right now, I think A&M was like a three-point favorite in that game. He's like, I'm, I'm jumping all over Arkansas. They win it outright, and they should... He said the wrong team's favored right now. Interesting. Okay. I hope that's true. Well, they don't know for sure who their quarterback is. That'll be a pivotal game. Yes. Usually is. True. Good point. Mm-hmm. 
10.30, you're in the zone. Our only guest, I guess, we've got two today. Kevin Kelly's coming in. We're going to talk to him. He'll uh, be up to chit-chat with us. And then Frank Lawrence is coming in from the Little Rock Athletic Club. They've got a huge pickleball event, and there's a ton of prize money to be paid out as well. It's the best of the best 2023 state championship. It's a one-day-only deal on August 18th, and he's going to let you know uh, how to get in if you're interested. Are you working on something else over there? Yes. Okay. I was texting with Kerry Maddox out at Maumel Country Club. Yeah, get his thoughts on what's uh, what's going on with golf. And they've got the Maumel Classic this weekend. So we got a plenty ahead in the zone. If you want to weigh in, 661-1037. It's 1031. Listen for birthday trivia in the zone with Justin and Wes. Presented by Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton, home of the chocolate nachos. Take exit 108 for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. This is SportsCenter. University of Arkansas pitcher Cody Adcock and infielder Caleb Kelly were selected Tuesday on the third and final day of the Major League Baseball draft. Adcock was taken in the 13th round by the Cincinnati Reds, who earlier took left-hander Hunter Holland, while Kelly was taken in the 16th round by the Seattle Mariners. A total of seven Razorbacks players on last year's roster were selected in the draft. Sticking with baseball, Elias Diaz of the Colorado Rockies hit a two-run home run in the eighth inning Tuesday as the National League broke a nine-game losing streak streak with a 3-2 victory over the American League and the All-Star Game in Seattle. Diaz was named the game's MVP. I'm Todd Pierce for the Buzz Radio Network. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Twin Peaks is always adding exciting cocktails to the menu, like the expertly balanced Sincoro Hall of Fame Margarita. Try it at your local lunch today. This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use law enforcement siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention. Like telling you if you get a speeding ticket, it doesn't end there. You have to pay expensive fines. You can't go to your friend's wedding because that also costs money. And your insurance rates could increase. See? We didn't have to use law enforcement sirens after all. Getting a speeding ticket has consequences. Sooner or later, speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. It's just an acre for Coffin by Design West. Shop with the local folks and get exactly what you want. You can also shop from the convenience of your own home by going to KauffmanLumber.com. There's an online store with over 800,000 items in inventory that can be delivered straight to your front door. Items in inventory include everything from hardware to housewares, heating and cooling supplies, lawn and garden tools, sporting goods, store and office supplies, and there's a huge range of products in each area available. So go by their store in West Little Rock at 14900 Cancel Road or do your shopping online at KauffmanLumber.com. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Welcome back to The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Eggery and Wes Moore. Christopher Eubanks, ladies and gentlemen, the lone American. Got Medvedev all twisted up right now, and it would be a major upset. He's up 4-3 in the third. I don't even know what happened there. 4-3 in the third. Um, after winning the second set. So it's one set apiece, and it's 40-love in the eighth game here, and a chance for Eubanks to go up 5-3. And Medvedev's getting PO'd about something. I think he's contesting a call, and he's over there complaining to the chair umpire. Big baby, shut up. Anyway, let me get Bill in here quick, and then we'll... Hey. Hello? Yeah, hold on, Bill. Hello? I don't know what's happening yeah. back there. What's up, Bill? Hey, um, I just wanted to chime in on this uh, Pat Fitzgerald thing. Yeah. I grew up in Chicago, and this Dan Webb, he was a, a, a heavy hitter with the uh, 
state's attorney's office up there. Mm-hmm. You might you might want to reconsider your bet. Read his bio. This guy, his serious pull, and uh, he, he, yeah, you might want to reconsider your guy's what, bet. What do you think uh, is going to happen? I think uh, I think he's going to either get Fitzgerald a huge settlement, or he could possibly get reinstated. I don't know, but uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that AD get fired. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, check out this guy's uh, bio. It's the, hey. he's like a serious dude. Bill, I saw his per hour rate. I don't need to read anything else about him. I know the guy must be good if he's getting that kind of cheese per hour. So yeah, yeah, Winston Strawn is the outfit he's with up there, and they're like international. And this guy's represented, you know, represented, uh, you know, Big Tobacco, General Electric, New York Stock Exchange. I mean, he's been involved. He's the lead counsel in a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, I just had to chime in. Yeah, on thank that you. Uh, anyway, it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Okay. Take care. All right. Very good. That is. Uh... It's going to be one to watch for sure. And the thing is, you know, I'm sure Pat Fitzgerald's a little bit torn in the fact that he's, A, got to protect his good name and doesn't feel like he is responsible or didn't do anything wrong that would rise a level of being fired. But at the same time, you got to think he loves his alma mater mm-hmm. and he cares about the program mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to harm them. And um, But again, you know, here's my other thing. If he loses, I mean, he loses everything. Like, you're not going to get the money. And you're not going to get a job again at that level, at least not a head coaching position. I disagree with that. I think he will, but that money's owed to him, as far as he's concerned, because they said uh, he had no knowledge of the situation. Mm-hmm. If he had no knowledge of the situation, are you firing him because he didn't have knowledge of the situation and should have? Okay. Well, they're firing for cause. That's why exactly. he's battling for the money. That's why I think, he, whether you love the university or not, that's money you deserve. If you feel like you're being fired unjustly. What kind of job do you think he's going to get as a head coach after losing, if he loses the lawsuit? If he gets no, I don't think the lawsuit has anything to do with him getting another job or not. Um, I think there are a lot of places out there that would, I mean, he's a Big Ten guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, Indiana. No. No. He'll never Purdue. get another Power Five job. Oh, I disagree. You get That'll fired. For, you get fired for over for for letting hazing go on at your program, and you lose a high profile lawsuit, battling back to try to get your money that you feel like you deserved, and then you lose that lawsuit. Yeah, which basically says yes, you were in fact fired with cause and justifiably. I I just would be shocked. I, I don't see him losing the lawsuit. If nothing else, there'll be a settlement. Yeah, I think it'll probably settle. So I don't think that's part I'm, of the but equation. I'm, but well, I'm saying think. arguing the whole point is based on if he loses the lawsuit and he gets nothing. Okay, I think we're arguing a moot point that w- that won't happen. I think we both agree on that. He's not going to lose the lawsuit. I w- something will ha- happen out of it. Either he's going to win it or there's going to be a settlement. Well, I'm also guessing is even though it's private, I don't know how much money Northwestern has in the coffers. I mean, it isn't Notre Dame, hmm. so forty million dollars might be somewhat impactful to them. No doubt, but I don't think they're going to write him a check for forty million. They'll write him a check for okay. six million for five years, something like that. Six years, seven years, whatever it takes. Yeah. Well, he's also got a reputation to, that if he's. We're going to see how much he wants to go to the mat about his reputation because I think that's probably as important as anything. I don't know yes. how much he needs the money. He's been making a lot of money for a long time. Yeah, I think more than anything, he wants to be vindicated. Yeah. Well, settlement doesn't necessarily vindicate you, does it? Mm. Eh. Kind of. It's a Band-Aid on a wound, but I don't think it's great. That wound heals. Yeah, I suppose so. Anyway, uh, the good news is he doesn't have to work anymore, if, especially if he wins yeah. the, the uh, settlement. He's, or the he's not old. No. 55? Oh, he's that Ballpark? old. Okay. Is that I'll old? look it up. Kerry uh, Maddox joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Not to talk about the Pat Fitzgerald situation, although it's very compelling, obviously. Um, he is here to talk about the Maumel Classic and golf in general. Kerry, how are you? Doing well, gentlemen. How y'all doing? We're good. Um, you guys uh I've been looking at the weather a little bit. I mean, it's going to be warm. It always is. But are we expecting any precipitation issues this weekend? Well, I'll just say uh, yesterday it was, uh, I think, pretty much a 0% chance, and I looked out on number 9 green at about <laughs> noon, and it was flooded. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with, uh, I bought new air horns, so uh, we're ready. Okay. Hopefully we don't have to use them, but. 
This is a three-day event, right? Yeah, yeah. It uh, actually kicks off tomorrow with our shootout. Uh, you know, with some past champions and club uh, members and such, uh, club champions, and um, and then Friday morning starts the uh, three round. Got you. Who uh, who are some of the names in the tournament? Oh, I tell you what, we we've got a great field of nine past champions are playing. Uh, some some uh, is that a record? Names you might know. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, it is probably since I've been here since the 2010. I, it's, it's, it's quite a bit. Our defending champ, Connor Adams, uh, from Texas is playing. Uh, Stafford Gray, two-time champion. Uh, uh, Luke Cornett is, is back. Uh, he, he plays most every year. Uh, Palmer McSpadden, Chris Jenkins, Ken Moore, Price Murphy, who won it back in 15, and then, uh, 94, 96, champ, 90- Four was Scott Seals and David Apperson '96. So, I mean, we're, we 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 always love everybody coming back, but especially our past champions that come back and play. It's, it's awesome to have. Them. No Trey Shat. I don't see him on on here. He hasn't uh, reached out. He, isn't he? Isn't this media week or something? Or oh, well, SEC Media Days is next week. Next Monday. They're traveling uh, Sunday. I guess he feels right. like maybe he can't try to win a title on Sunday and then get to. Birmingham, and, or is it Nashville, I guess? It's, well, it's another title. He could fly on his own to Nashville. That's true. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm disappointed in him. Who's, I could have, would have been 10 former champions. That would have been cool. Who's the odds-on favorite in the clubhouse? You know, it's it's uh, some of these past champions that are in the open field. I mean, they're, they're going to be, uh, uh, you know, hard to beat. We, our, our field has grown. We You know, we have five divisions. Open, mid-am, uh, senior, super senior, and masters. But this is the largest open division we've had uh, since we went to divisions back in the late '90s. What's the age so breakdown on those, Kerry? Because we were talking about this a couple days ago. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really know exactly, but it's becoming young on the on the divisions. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh. So thirty-five and up is mid. Uh, Fifty and up senior, sixty up super senior, and then seventy up masters. Okay. Sixty. Yeah. You're, you're waiting. Yeah, I'll okay. wait. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, with eighty. There's a lot of new guys. I mean, we we got this event, uh, uh, which is Wagger rated World Amateur Golf Rankings. A short, you know, it's um, uh, so that attracts a lot of these 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 younger players, the college players that are they're they're you know trying to get points nationally to play in events and get. So that that's really helped. Uh, the field we got we got that uh, three years ago I think, uh, but uh, that along with our Me- Metro appliances and more our sponsor I mean they they do a great job helping us promote and getting the word out and it's it's been so I think it's just going to be a great field and just hopefully the weather will cooperate. What are where do the seniors tee off from him? What are some normal scores for seniors? Uh, well, last year, uh, gosh, you guys asked me a question, put me on the spot. Our yardage, uh, they play white tees, probably 6,500. Okay. And last year's, if you give me a second, I can probably look that up, but it was it was low last year, I remember. Uh, and I'll, I'll I'll try to look that up, but that's, and they're breaking par. I mean, shooting, Ooh. you know, a couple rounds in the 60s. Uh, but, um yeah, some good players. We have some good players. You got eight, Let's eight, see, last eight year, years to work in your game, division, Senior division last year, Mark Graham, 19 under par, 264s and a 69. That's not bad. <laughs> not at all. That's ridiculous. What would your super senior shoot? Super senior, uh, super senior last year was 12 under, 69, 66, 69. You better find another tournament, bud. <laughs> Are they scrambling? <laughs> yeah, that's no. crazy. What's the no, you know what the no. low, what's the course record out there, Kerry? Uh, Sixty three. Uh, uh, Ken Duke. That's what I thought. Uh, okay. I thought Ken had it. Imagine, imagine that, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, there was. Uh, I played with him that day, and we were uh, we got around to like the eighth or ninety, I think, and he had just birdied again. And I was like, you know, we should probably write these down because I think he's going for the record today. Hmm. And uh, I think it was sixty-three. I don't know. I don't. I mean, few years, not long ago, more than five years ago. Hmm. I remember seeing you tweet out his scorecard after that. It was yeah, and there, and also uh, um, Neil Westbrook shot it in the in the classic, the final round. I think sixty-three. Huh. That, that was a tournament, sixty-three. So. 
Well, that still counts, yeah. right? Yeah, those those mean more apparently. Mm, guess so. What did you think last <laughs> Sunday? Uh, switching gears to the PGA Tour and uh, Streps Straka. Uh, he's uh, eleven under, last hole, par seventy one, birdie to shoot fifty nine. He's at twenty three under, nice little lead, and. Uh, Hey, instead of just uh, hitting in the middle of the green, two-putting, and finishing at 23, dude fired at the pin, back left pin, hit it in the water, made a double bogey, of course didn't shoot 59, and held on to still win. Luckily, it didn't cost him. What do you think of that decision to go for the 59 instead of playing safe? Well, with that lead, I guess it's a little more uh, understandable. But, yeah, I don't know. You don't get any chances to break 60, but he must have just been feeling good. I guess it's really kind of how you're feeling in that moment, but. Um, I don't know what pays more to win the tournament or shooting 59, but I think the tournament pays more. <laughs> Perfect world, he does both. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So he took a chance, and luckily, luckily, uh, you know, pulled up, you know, pulled off the victory. You know, as they continue to try to make it more lucrative, they should have had a bonus. I mean, if you shoot under 60, there should be a huge bonus for you. It's so rare. Yeah, that way you, definitely, you see more exciting scores out there. Maybe I don't know, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, at least glad he pulls it out and didn't, didn't cost him the victory. Wouldn't that be cool? Like if there was a uh, five million dollars. Well, maybe not that much, but if you let's just say it's a million dollar bonus because okay. you're getting people talking about PGA Tour because you know so you shoot a fifty nine, it's significant. Well, and then all of a sudden, maybe if you shoot fifty eight, there's five. a whole lot of pressure to shoot fifty nine anyway. Yeah, and then you put that million dollars on there. That's even more pressure to uh, to try to shoot that fifty nine and complete that the big task. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah it certainly makes you think about it. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about it, but I only be able to play like 12 holes. Talking to Kerry Maddox on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. The Open Championships coming up July 20th, and they are increasing their purse to $16.5 million, with the winner taking home $3 million. That's a $2.5 million increase from a year ago, and a half million dollar increase for the winner from a year ago. So pretty spectacular for those who uh, come up with a victory this year. Where does the Open Championship rank in your favor to the majors, Kerry? It's, uh, well, it's below the... you got to uh, say the PGA, right? Don't you? Are you required by law? Yeah, it, that's, I, I am. So, it, and for me, it goes it goes Masters first, PGA. I'm kind of coming around the U.S. Open uh, and then British. And it's, I hate to say that because it's so traditional, the British Open, but just as far as watching golf, uh, I'm not... You know, I like to see good golf, and you do you do see it over there. We see a lot of people struggling depending on the weather. The PGA gets uh, the least amount of respect. Why do you why do you have it second? I just think that the, the for watching it wise, you know, for me, and I'm, this is my opinion, right? It's my mm-hmm. it's my top four. Yeah. Uh, so I I think for watching it, I like the courses they play, mm-hmm. and I like to see good golf. I like to see you know uh, players making birdie, not not shooting twenty. 30 under par whatever but just you know yeah. I like to see it set up fun and fair and and and, and seeing good scores so that that's kind of where it, you know you're seeing guys struggle in the u.s open and the british open and I mean, i'm gonna I'm watch it regardless but i just you know i would i would i like to watch ppc soccer players championship yeah uh, probably before the u.s open or the if I'm just talking about watching it right. myself. You know? Well, I think the PGA did a lot for themselves to move it up earlier in the schedule. I think that was a smart move mm-hmm. along, you know, a while back here. So, Yeah, uh, that kind of messed me up, though, because that's one of our busiest months out here at the club. And But when it was in August, I could I could go uh, a couple times, but now it's, there's no chance. Are you guys fully back from, from the damage you guys had a few years ago? Yeah, the course is in great shape. Lance's crew, I mean, they, they've worked tirelessly, and, you know, members helping out, just everything, and, and getting it getting it back in shape you know we've had you know between the the flood and uh you know 19 that was and then uh i, I hate to say COVID was a good it was bad but for yeah. golf it boosted golf but sure. it put a lot of wear and tear on the course and just um you know uh and then we just had a really rough the last two winters and springs have been been tough for bermuda grass so it takes us you know this year we're finally you know, getting in some good growing season, and, and uh, the course is really, really looking good. And you guys also have a project underway, I heard, at the course. Um, you guys have an event center yeah, that's going up. Did I hear that? Uh, that yeah, that's 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 going up in the 
you know, it's not it's not really tied to the club, but it's it's right here near the club. Gotcha. Okay. But we want to get the benefit from it, as far yeah. as using it for some of our events. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, good deal. Well, listen. Good luck with the tournament this weekend, and uh, let's get the winner on next week. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely do that. I'll reach out to you once we once we get that. All right. Very good. It's Kerry Maddox good over Mommel Country Club. Thank you. Mommel Classic this weekend, and uh, appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Carries out. He's like, yeah, great. Story. I got to go. He's got things to do. Yeah. Later. You got things to do too, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney right now getting rid of all the 2023s on the lot. They are making way for the 2024s. And what that means for you is you can get a great deal on a 2023. They've got all kinds of incentives right now. Twisting your arm. Please come take one of these cars from us. We're going to make it worth your while. Go to the website, GuatneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals right now. See how they're going to help you and entice you to buy one of those 2023s. And remember, they're going to give you a great deal on the car that you trade in, too. Top dollar for quality cars, trucks, SUVs. You'll be very happy with what they will offer you for your vehicle if you trade it in. Or if you just want to sell it to them and walk away with that cash. They're giving you great deals right now. Go to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and see our friends. Guatney Chevrolet. Courtney Ballantyne here for the Butcher Shop. Hold up there. Everyone knows I've always been the paid spokesperson for the Butcher Shop, where you'll find me on most evenings enjoying one of their delicious charcoal grilled steaks. But Hope, I'm here to talk about their lunch specials every Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 2. Wait, what? The Butcher Shop is now open for lunch, too? Yeah, and they have a rotating meat selection every day, as well as everyone's favorite, Steak Burger Fridays on the last Friday of the month. What are we waiting for? Let's go to the Butcher Shop Steakhouse for lunch and dinner. Paid non attorney spokesperson. Action Matters is responsible for the content of this ad. Toxic water at Camp Lejeune has caused pain, suffering, and death for tens of thousands of dedicated Americans and their families. If you're a current or former Marine, dependent of a Marine, or civilian who worked at Camp Lejeune at any time from 1953 to 1987, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Studies have found the water at Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals causing serious health conditions such as bladder, breast, or kidney cancer, Parkinson's, leukemia, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma as well as miscarriages, infertility issues, and certain birth defects. A new law was signed, allowing anyone that spent time at the base to seek the justice and compensation they deserve. Billions have been set aside by the government to compensate victims. All Marines, dependents, and civilian workers who spent time at Camp Lejeune anytime from 1953 to 1987 and developed a serious health condition, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation, even if you were denied a disability claim in the past. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-619-7308. 800-619-7308. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. For a free insurance review, see Shelter Agent Jeff Hodge or Jay Helm in Little Rock or Bo Beavis in Cabot. My wife was the first to notice I was losing my hair. I thought, I am way too young for this. At QC Kinetics Hair Restoration, we see men and women of all ages struggling with hair loss. And for Nick, it began when he was just 32 years old. I didn't really think about it too much until last spring when I got sunburn on my scalp and, I don't know, it wasn't really that hot out. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments, all natural biologics to reignite hair growth without surgery. And the results are amazing. I felt like I was hopeful, right? But then after the first few treatments, I already started to notice a difference. It just felt real. So I was just more excited to continue the process. Real results without invasive surgery. And as for Nick's wife... She loves it. I got my hair back in my early 30s. I want to look my age, and now I do. Schedule your free hair restoration consultation today with QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. 
You're back in the zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Check us out online at 1037thebuzz.com and throw us a follow at Justin Acre 7 at Wes underscore more, and at C Weaver 1037. Now, back to Justin Acre and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. C Weaver is out today hanging out, and we appreciate you tuning in. Ethan sitting in and appreciate him as well. 661-1037 if you'd like to join us today. You can hit us up on the text line. Same number, and you can hit us on Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. We've got some of that coming in already. That's through our Listen Live button. You can also go to Oakland at your leisure. They are 24-7 smoke-free in the casino. Entertainment all the time. And they've also got a lot of big shows coming up at the uh, event center, including this Friday night. You've got Ricky Skaggs and Kentucky Thunder. Tickets available at oakland.com. Four Tops are coming up next month. Nitty Gritty Dirt Band's on the slate. Buddy Guy in November. And Blues Traveler, November 17th. I am a huge fan. I wish I could go. I think you should. If you've never seen them before, I can strongly encourage. I've seen them within the last six months. They are outstanding. And uh, what a great opportunity for you to go see them in a great venue like the Event Center at Oakland. Take it again, oakland.com. Book your rooms at oakland.com. Plenty of great dining options down there as well. You've got the uh, you know the fine dining, but also plenty of casual dining options as well. The Oak Room and Bar. You've got uh, the Bugler and so many other options. And don't forget about the Astral Spa. At Oakland, you can book it all. And find out more at oakland.com. That is, of course, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Unsponsored text line. You can sponsor that right now. We were talking about Pat Fitzgerald. I looked it up. He is 48 years old. Mm-hmm. He'll be coaching again. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, this one from the 501 says he'll be coaching in the SEC in two years. Smiley face. Billy says Fitzgerald will get a job as quickly as he wants one. He was a strong he was in strong consideration for Michigan and Notre Dame previously. He can pretty easily explain some of this away. I don't think he's totally without fault, but many will stomach what happened from his perspective. That's I, from Joe. He will not get a higher profile job, I don't think now. He can get another job maybe, depending on how all this plays out, but I don't think he's going to get a better job. Anyway. Maybe not his first job. Maybe he have to uh, work his way back up a little bit. James says he will get another job. If Hugh Freeze can, then mm, Pat can get another point. one, too. No, it is a dumb point. Mm. It's an idiotic point. It has nothing to do with anything. The point is, again, Pat's... And I, listen, I'm defending the guy. I'm the one that said he wouldn't get fired, and I think it's an overstep. But his his the criticism against him and the reason he's been let go is directly related to the way he runs his program. Hugh Freeze was calling call girls and doing stupid stuff. I mean... You know, again, I look at it more like, again, it's not as egregious, but more similar to Bryles. That's a better example than Hugh Freeze. Would you agree? Uh, Bryles is a bad example. <laughs> well, no, it's, but it's closer to it than yeah, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, so, yeah, but sexual assault and... I mean, uh, again, it's directly related to the program. Yeah. Uh, and I think Fitzgerald's a really good dude, and I'm really... I, I, I'm Okay, I will give you this. As long as things don't go horrifically for him between now and then, and he gets... More comes out. You know, through the lawsuit. We also haven't even seen the report. People are now calling, let's see the report. We want to see what was in there so we don't know how bad you screwed up the original punishment or if it's being over adjudicated now. Think we can see that with it being a private institution? I think they could release it if they wanted to. Yes. I don't know if you can legally compel them to. I don't know anything about law. And the president said that they they were going to keep this quiet or not release it. Good luck. I think people are going to want to know what's in there now. 1058. And uh, next hour, we haven't really touched on it, but uh, the draft is all done, and we'll get you the final impact on the Razorback baseball team. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T. Schedule your health assessment at Low T Center today. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatment, don't panic. Low T Center, they make it easy to get 